0: Amen. Appreciate uh, the ministry. Amen. Amen. Listen, we want to turn in our Bibles to Mark. Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. You know, I haven't been to a certain place in a long time now. Uh, My routine has kind of been distracted. um, And I've failed, just like some of you, I've failed... uh, to find myself properly in the gym. Who else is? Come on now. Is it, oh, it's just me then. Okay. All right. Don't lie. Come on now. All right. Just me. I know. To so put your hand up on your heart. Okay. God sees. All right. But I remember when I was faithful to the gym. I remember I was there solid. Um, you know, I had routines and everything. The diet was good. The nutrition was good. The the, the training plan was good. Everything was good. Uh, I was training like Sister Z. Amen. God bless you. Amen. <laughs> I hear she trains serious. But I remember one particular time. Uh, um, it was chest day, um, and for those of you that had the routine gym, chest day is a serious day. Um, it is, is a big muscle. You gotta go hard or go home. Um, and I decided to go hard. <laughs> um, and I particularly remember I was on the bench press. Uh, and that day I felt uh, particularly strong. Uh, so I thought, okay, this is the day. This is the day we're going to push past and go past my personal best. I was ready. So I stacked up the plates, clinking, clinking each time. Um, the problem is I waited till probably the last exercise to do the bench press, which is not good wisdom. Uh, because it's very, very hard. So I remember doing this. Stacked it up there. I didn't have a partner. It was just me and my headphones. Um, and I got first the first rep. You people are shaking their head already. Come on. This, it might be a good story. You never know. I got past the first rep. And I pushed it out there. And I'm like, yes. All right. Amen. Second rep. <laughs> pushed it out there again. I was struggling a little bit. But I thought, okay, I still got this. Third rep. Now, I don't know what happened, but my arms, my chest, my wrist, everything decided to give way. Um, but if you're anything like me, you were not shouting for help at all. No way. You are going to push this, come hell or high water. Uh, so I, just, I proceeded to push with all my might, and the thing was getting lower and lower and lower until it actually touched my chest And I thought, any more here, I'm going to die right here in this gym. So I decided to start to yell out for help. I was suffering. I was like, help. (laughs) Help. is it started to restrict me I couldn't breathe now so now my time to yell out for help had passed um, and thank God somebody saw me struggling uh, suffering in silence <laughs> and managed to just lift up the guy was a big bodybuilder he lifted up the thing with one hand kind of thing just lifted it up there made me feel insecure and stuff but praise God I'm here to tell the story today amen but I said that to say because there are points in life that we all need to reach out uh, for help there's some things that happen to us, there's situations that happen in our lives uh, that are too much to bear on your own. There's things that occur to you, there's things that happen to you uh, where you need to reach out. Uh, and I want to preach a sermon of entitled, Breaking the Silence of Suffering Tonight. Uh, as we look at Mark chapter 5, uh, I'm going to read from verse number 25, it's a familiar portion of scripture. And we're going to read about a certain woman who was suffering and needed to reach out. So follow with me along. In verse number 25, the Bible says, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things for many physicians. So she spent all that she had had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the, affi- of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out from him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Breaking the silence of suffering. I want to look firstly with you at suffering, the reason to reach out. The first point is that this woman... Was suffering, and the Bible says that uh, he used the word affliction. We understand the word affliction means uh, something that causes pain or adversity, uh, something that causes trouble. Uh, we have to understand this by this familiar portion of scripture. Um, dare I say, many of you or all of you have read this scripture or have heard this story before, but there's things we've got to consider about this uh, because from the very beginning of the account, we're told that she's suffering uh, for 12 years. We can see, we we're not told how old this person is, but 12 years, no matter the age, is a long time to be suffering. Could it be that she can't even remember a time where she wasn't suffering and that she was suffering for so long that it just became the normal run of the mill of life? She wakes up and she's still in pain. She goes to sleep in pain. Listen, she goes and tries to socialize, but she can't because of her suffering. For so long, could she have given up hope? Could she have gone to the point where she said, listen, enough is enough. And this particular style of suffering and the Bible says she was a flow of blood and we understand from the Bible itself the Bible says that there is life in the blood so her very life was ebbing away flowing away and we know that to be true because you go to any accident emergency in the country and if there's a serious problem like a traffic accident or a stab wound or something the first thing they do I believe is get some blood come on now Because they understand that life is in the blood. So here we see the very life force of this woman ebbing away each and every day for 12 long years. And if the time frame wasn't suffering enough, we need to understand the time period as well because in those days uh, we understand that lockdown and social distancing was no joke back in the bible times uh, because when you had uh, a certain uh, uh, diseases or ailments they literally secluded you Leviticus 15 deals with uh, issues of of blood in a normal feminine cycle uh, and it means that everything the woman touches becomes unclean Everything she sits on becomes unclean. Listen, she could not be around people and she was like this for 12 long years. You know, my boy Benjamin, he just had chicken pox. God bless him and he was, he had to be locked down for himself for a couple of days. Uh, he had, couldn't go nowhere, couldn't go nursery, couldn't, it was like he was locked up in town, it was like he was in prison, couldn't go nowhere, couldn't run around, he's full of energy and all he can do is just run around our house and just, uh, just, just full of energy in our own house. We wanted to just throw him in the garden, do something but he understood that he couldn't go because of the ailment that he had. This is what this woman was going through, think of the impact that she had, we're not told if she had a husband or children or family members but if she did she couldn't see them. If she did, she couldn't interact with them. She had no interaction with them. But even if she didn't have family, that means she had no hope of getting a family, had no hope of getting into relationship because of of what she was going through, what she had around her. Bible doesn't tell us if she had a job or not, but if she had a job, she couldn't go. And if she didn't have a job, well then her hopes of getting a job were dashed because of this suffering. And Listen, she had a suffering uh, uh, ailment that means she needed to reach out and reach out is exactly what she did. Well, I want to look at verse number verse number 26 of our text to you. First of all, it says she had suffered a great deal from many doctors over the years uh, and she had spent everything she had to pay them, uh, but she'd gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. You see, sometimes when we suffer, we go through periods of trials and tribulation. What we use is our worldly logic. And instead of reaching out to Jesus Christ first, what we do is reach out to the world. Come on, we live in a natural environment. We live where we use human reasoning and human logic. How many people go to work and somebody that's sick and somebody at work says, I'm just believing God that God will heal me. No, that doesn't happen. People, the first thing that they do is, is stretch out for the medicine. And listen, I thank God for our medical advances. I do believe God gives us wisdom and knowledge to be able to figure these things out. But sometimes our logic can take over that when we're suffering, we're going through things, the only place we go is to the world. The only things we do is logical things. We reach out to the world because it's right here. We can see it, we can taste it, we can feel it. So we use our worldly mindset to be able to go out. But the problem is sometimes people are trying to heal something spiritual with something physical. Sometimes people are reaching out to the natural when it's only the supernatural that can break bondages. Some people are reaching out to places, to people, when it's only a God that can take them through things that they need to take. So look at Jeremiah 17 and verse number five. Bible says, Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. Sometimes when we're going through things, we need to reach out to something that is beyond the world. When we're going through situations, we need to reach out to people that are beyond uh, what we can see, taste, touch, smell and feel. We need to reach out to something that is larger than what we can actually see. You know, one of the things I love about my mom is that when any one of us is sick, she breaks out the mum remedies. How many know about mum remedies? How many know about that? How many here are mum remedies that have their own mum remedies? Come on now. When I'm sick, my mum would tell me to eat this or sprinkle this or, or do this or have this and it always involves garlic. I don't know why garlic is always involved. It always involves garlic. Whatever it is, you got a rash, put some garlic on it. You got a cold, drink some garlic. It's always involving garlic. But she, for some reason, she, she managed over the years of her life. She managed to understand and figure this stuff out, and praise God, it works. But sometimes we rely on these things too much, and then we stretch out. The Bible says she had suffered great, or suffered a great deal, for many doctors, and over the years had spent everything she had to pay them. And she'd not gotten better. In fact, she hadn't gotten worse. Uh, what she needed to do uh, was take the, uh, the pain of the suffering and reach out to Jesus. Uh, and that's the point I want to camp out at right now. Firstly, she reached out to the world. Uh, but what she did after that was reach out to Jesus. In verse number 27, the Bible said uh, she had heard about Jesus. Side note, how did she hear about Jesus? How does she know Jesus was the one that had the answers? How does she understand or come to the conclusion that Jesus Christ was the Son of God? And all I've got to do is get near this man. How did she figure that out? And look at Romans 10 verse number 13. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And it goes on to say, well, how then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how should they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how should they hear without a preacher. Don't you thank God for a preacher. I'm not just talking about the office that I hold. I'm talking about the preacher that bumped into you at the bus. Come on, told you about Jesus. I'm talking about the preacher at home who was praying for you when you was just a little child. I'm talking about the preacher who you walked past and took a flyer from. I'm talking about anyone who's able to share with you that Jesus Christ holds the keys to break bondages. That's why it's so important that the knowledge that you have about Jesus Christ, you must proclaim You must share so that people like her can get to hear that and have hope and say all the things I've been reaching out to, they have not worked. But if this man is true that you've been talking about, preacher, I want to go meet him, I want to go touch just the hem of his garment. This gives us an understanding of why it's so important for people like me and you to go out and declare the gospel of Jesus Christ because there's people that have been suffering for 12 years and they need answers. They've tried every else and there's been no breakthrough they spent all their money we need to tell them listen save your money go to Jesus Christ and for some of us we need to say that to ourselves we've been reaching out and trying all these things all these different problems all these different remedies but we need to understand the answers can be found in Jesus Christ now she listen she found Jesus was passing by she understood this is her chance this is her opportunity she didn't know when she'll an opportunity like this again so she thought you know what she's going to see if she can make Jesus Christ stop and it reminds me like a blind Bartimaeus who yelled out with faith and allowed or made Jesus Christ stop sometimes we need to do things that's going to make Jesus Christ stop in our situations listen we're going through some things that we need to go out and reach out to Jesus Christ no longer suffering in silence You know, suffering in silence uh, is a killer. Um, And many times, you know, I've spoken to people, I've done it myself, uh, um, even at the gym. You know, the reason we suffer in silence sometimes is because of pride. We suffer in silence because we're thinking, if I tell somebody that I'm in trouble, then they know that I'm not perfect. (laughs) Well, duh, (laughs) none of us are perfect. Come on now. So when we suffer in silence, we're saying, listen, I don't want to let people know that I'm going through something. I don't want to let them know maybe that I failed. I don't want them to see uh, the scars that I'm going through. I don't want them to see that I'm going through issues. Listen, it would have been embarrassing for her to come out of her dwelling place and go through the crowd of people. It would have been embarrassing for her. Because maybe people recognised her as the person that is unclean. Maybe people recognised her for years as the person that locked herself away, secluded. And now she's coming out into the opener to admit, yes, I have a problem and I need help. But because of the suffering, she had to do something. Because of the, uh, the seclusion, she had to do something. And the Bible says she came up behind through the crowd, even though she wasn't allowed to do that, pushed past the obstacles because she needed to reach out. How many of us here tonight need to reach out to Jesus Christ? And I'm not just talking about salvation, although that we need to reach out. Listen, we need to reach out to Jesus Christ, that little secret sin we're hiding. We need to reach out to Jesus Christ, the struggles we have. The little addiction we're trying to bury and and cover ourselves and break ourselves. We need to reach out to Jesus Christ. We need to allow him to come into our lives and see our vulnerability. We need to allow Jesus Christ to make us whole again because we've tried other things. Dare I say we've tried to overcome this addiction ourselves, but it's come to nothing. We need to reach out to the one that can make all the difference. She didn't understand uh, or or know fully what was going on. What I love about this woman is that her theology uh, didn't have to be 100% correct. Come on, because she reached out. She said, if I just touch the hem of of his garment. Now, when I read that story, I'm thinking, where did she get that from? Before this, we don't see accounts of people doing that. We don't see that. uh, She just had to do something. and, And what that shows us, it shows us about her heart. She said, listen, I have to get to Jesus. I'm going to do something. And it was all in her heart. So what made her well was her faith in her heart. Yes, that was a bit weird to say, what just touched the hem of her garment. Listen, the power wasn't the hem of his garment. The power was the connection of hearts. Jesus is saying, listen, would you connect your heart with mine? Put aside the stuff, if you must do things in in practice. guys, Listen, You know, next week we're going to look at Galatians where Paul is dealing with legalism. You know, legalism is a killer. Legalism will have you do things, you can't do things this way, it has to be done in this way, in this order, in this. Listen, God, Jesus is looking for your heart. And sometimes that may look messy. Sometimes when you reach out to God, listen, it's not all nice and prim and proper. Sometimes we are crying out to God, saying, Lord, I need your help. Sometimes the prayer isn't in old English with thee and thou. Sometimes it's like, Lord, I need you to do something now. I don't know how to get out of this mess. I don't know what to say, but God, I need to reach out. And that's why I believe this woman was. She said, I don't know what to do, what the protocol is to get to Jesus. But as long as I just touch something of his... I know that something is going to be different. And what we need to understand is we can come to that place of suffering where we just need to reach out to Jesus. Forget what it means. Forget the protocol. Forget the title you may have in ministry. Just say, Jesus, I need you to transform me in this situation. And we all know, we all understand that when the disciples said, listen, many people are touching you here. Will you understand that her touch was different? We understand that her touch was a secret touch. Will you seek to touch Jesus in a secret place? When you're in your closet, would you seek to touch Jesus? When he asked, who touched me? I, you know, I don't believe he's saying that because he didn't know. I believe that in, when you touch Jesus Christ in this secret, then he will open up an answer in the public. I don't believe he said who touched me for 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 because he didn't understand. He wanted to let everybody know or identify, listen, this woman has had enough faith to go into the secret. And I want to publicly give her a testimony before everybody. Jesus gave her a public testimony and he wanted to let her know, I know you reached out to me. And I want everybody here to know that you had enough faith to reach out to me. I love verse number 34 in our text. The Bible says, and he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Look at how Jesus addresses her, daughter. And I love that because when we finally break free of our exterior, this hard man exterior, this hard woman exterior, Jesus Christ extends relationship. Jesus says, daughter, daughter. I want you to come into, your part of my fold now, I want you to understand that I love you, just as a father loves a daughter and he says, listen, your faith has made you well, your suffering is over not only is her suffering over she now has been given a right to be called a daughter of God she now has been given an heir to the throne, she now has been given a promise that when she steps into eternity, she will have her place right there in heaven Jesus Christ extends that to all of us if we push past the suffering we go through and reach out you know many times I realize the longer we are uh, in Christ the longer we get into uh, routine and the longer we get into uh, 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 rituals sometimes and, you know we find it harder to admit uh, that we are suffering we find it hard to admit that we are going through some things We find it hard to admit to our peers, maybe. People that have seen us ministering, uh, people that have seen us preach, people that have seen us pray, people that have seen us go on. We find it hard to admit, actually, I'm going through something. Actually, there's some problems here. And it's been for a long time. What we need to do is break out of the silence uh, and reach out to Jesus Christ. We need to break from the silence and say, God, if I can just touch you. God, if I can just reach out to you then I know that I will be fully, fully healed." you know one thing is that it is a physical healing we're talking about here but it can extend much more to that yes she got a physical healing but how many know she didn't have to be on her own anymore she didn't have to be secluded from family anymore she can go back to a job if she had one and get income again listen when Jesus Christ shows up and comes into your life he gives a complete package he changes you from the top to the bottom we have to understand when we reach out to Jesus Christ he comes in and changes absolutely everything where people of the world, things of the world may focus on one thing, Jesus brings the whole package when we're going through things again yes, we have to have a logical mind but our instance, our first reaction should be let me reach out to Jesus Christ let me be here and reach out to because he is the one that could bring change, he is the one that can change and transform lives and situations, we must reach out to Jesus Christ, no matter how long we've become a christian and we can still reach out to jesus christ you know this woman's faith that inspired many others Because after this, we start to read that her touch became synonymous with people doing that. Now, after this, people started reaching out to Jesus saying, can we touch the hem of your garment? Only after that, so when we see faith in life or faith in people, we can start to inspire other people to have that faith. We can start to inspire other people to want to reach out to Jesus Christ. We can inspire other people to want to come out of seclusion and say, listen, I want to reach out to someone that can bring change in my life. I believe God is reminding us, church, that he is always willing to receive you if you are willing to reach out. The Bible says, draw near to God and he will draw near to us. It doesn't matter where we are in our life. I believe that Jesus is reminding us that he is just a reach out away. He is close. He is near. He wants to help and willing to help. No longer should we suffer in silence. You know, I say this quite a lot sometimes. And, uh, you know, I speak to people and, you know, you ask them, you greet them. How are you doing? And always the response is, yeah, I'm cool. I'm all good. I'm all fine. I'm good. Knowing that they are suffering and going through things you know people would like to close themselves up and guard themselves up I'm saying today is that make yourself vulnerable not to people make yourself vulnerable to Jesus Christ but you have to understand that sometimes God can use people in order to do that so we shouldn't close ourselves off from our brother and our sister that could be our entry point and for Jesus Christ to bring the healing that we so need in our life and that we so desire that we so crave in our life we need to have enough faith to say if I reach out to Jesus Christ and he is going to make the difference and as we do that I believe the suffering that we've been going through some of us have been suffering for years and going through the same problems for years and I believe they will begin to subside if we make ourselves vulnerable humble before God and reach out to Jesus Christ this is a breaking the silence of suffering because as we stay silent As we stay secluded, then we are sealing our own fate. God is saying, reach out to Jesus Christ. Let's make our problems known to Jesus Christ and have faith to reach out and believe that he can make the difference. Let's bow our heads in this place. Let's close our eyes right now. I've been talking about breaking the silence of suffering.